What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing? How's your week going? This is a weird time because uh, NBA is getting back going now. The NHL is set to go. Did you see that news? It's uh, January 13th. NHL is set to get back. So a lot coming up here these next couple weeks. But uh, as of today, you know, there's a lot of soccer, basketball, some football, college football every day now. Obviously today, Wednesday, we're in our new schedule. Wednesday is uh, all college. So in these next couple of months, we'll be doing a lot of college basketball, some college hockey. But uh, today, we're going to focus on college football. going to replay a portion of another podcast that I am on. That podcast is called College Football Weekly. And so we do this sometimes throughout the season. Uh, Replay some picks and some handicaps and some games coming up from that show. So again, the name is College Football Weekly of that podcast. Give it a listen if you guys don't already. Uh, We talk about it sometimes on here, but it's great. I'm a co-host on that show. But uh, before we get going on today's uh, podcast, special thanks to Woos Media. This is, of course, a Woos Media podcast, but they do much more than just podcasting. So uh, if you own a business or know anyone who owns a business or simply wants to make the most of any online presence, uh, whether it's apps, social media, websites, get in front of customers or people that you want to get in front of. Uh, do so by visiting woosmedia.com. That's woosmedia, W-O-O-Z-E, media.com. Uh, before we play back the portion of College Football Weekly where we give some picks for some upcom- uh, upcoming bowl games, And by the way, on this most recent show, we only did picks through, I think it's Saturday or Sunday. So it's only the next few days uh, of college football. If you guys want some weekend games, tune back in Saturday and Sunday, and we should have a few uh, coming up then. But the final rankings, the final four, Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, Notre Dame 4. A lot of people are saying because Notre Dame lost by so many points to Clemson, they should be out because Ohio State didn't look good in their last game against North Western, they should be out. And honestly, I think the one thing that we should always go back to in situations like this, what would the spread be, right? What does the market say? And, and obviously, the spread's not always right. Otherwise, we would never bet, right? But seeing what these teams would be on a neutral field or what the market would have them at can answer a lot of questions. And honestly, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, they would all be favored over Texas A&M and Oklahoma and Florida and probably about three to six points for all those games, maybe seven at the most. But my point is, even though Texas A&M has a good argument, and I agree, if I'm a Texas A&M fan, it's, it's the same thing. It's like one loss beginning of the season, Alabama. Okay, understood. Oklahoma, two early losses in a weird year. I get it. But there's nothing that, that, that can be done in terms of changing the way the market looks at these teams. And when you take Alabama and Clemson, obviously the top two, right? This is more about Ohio State and Notre Dame. But they would both be favorites over A&M, Oklahoma, and Florida. And I'm not even talking about Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina. I mean, that's we're talking double-digit favorites against those teams. But if there's any team that got left out, I think it's not Texas A&M that's the best team right now. I mean, my power ratings say Oklahoma is better than A&M right now. And right there, close to Notre Dame. OU is the the fifth best team in the country, if not the fourth. So it's not A&M, even though they have more of a resume. Right now, I think the, the best team who would deserve to be in 
who's not is Oklahoma. Besides that, the top four, I agree with. Not too big of a deal there. You know, I know a lot of people have issues with it, but I think it's probably more fans of those teams and things like that. So uh, that's my thoughts on the rankings of the final college football playoff rankings and the playoff for this season. So, all right, let's uh, get to the uh, uh, playback. Again, we're going to play a portion of College Football Weekly, get you guys a few picks for some bowl games coming up the next few days. We've only got three games. So the reason why, obviously, it's bowl season. The bigger bowls are going to pick up uh, after next week's show. So that's, you know, some of the bigger bowls that we're going to be breaking down will be on next week's show. For today, we just have three. We've got the Boca Raton Bowl, obviously, being played in Florida, in Boca Raton. Del Boca Vista. Del Boca Vista, phase two. Um, <laughs> we've got UCF, the Central Florida Knights, going against BYU. A really mm. fun matchup here. Uh, right now, BYU, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Look, whenever you when you talk about bowl games, in my opinion, the biggest factor outside of like the playoff games is motivation. A lot of times you have teams that don't want to be there, teams that are excited to play up, you know, to someone above their or perceived above their competition. And this one's interesting because it's been kind of a disappointing year for both these teams, but in different ways. UCF, you know, they're a team that's used to winning a lot of games and being the dark horse team in the group of 5 to try to make the playoff. You know, their their year they, I think they're 6 and 3. Um you know, but you look at their their three losses: Cincinnati, Tulsa, and Memphis by a total of just twelve points. They're a really tough team. Um, meanwhile, BYU they were on top of the world. They were ten and zero. They had playoff hopes, and then they scheduled Coastal Carolina on a short week and lost that game. They got embarrassed, ten and one, and people were looking down on them. Uh, you know, when I look at this game, it's going to be a battle of quarterbacks: Zach Wilson and Dylan Gabriel. Both these dudes have you know really strong arms, a lot of weapons. Um, I do think that BYU's got the much stronger defense. I think that's why you're seeing them as the favorite here. UCF's defense has been really uh, poor this year. They're going to give up a lot of points in this game. I think we see high scoring from both these teams. And unfortunately, I think that you know this game is closer than what the line is. I really like BYU, but I think that UCF has the power to, uh, to stay put here. And surprisingly enough, even though they're the team that has struggled more, I think they're more motivated in this matchup. BYU has had bigger hopes higher hopes for this year so for that reason i'm taking the golden knights plus five and a half we got a bet board game we do i'm gonna take byu minus five and a half and you're right with the motivation this does all come down to motivation and i believe zach wilson opting to play this game is the headline here for byu i think the zach wilson and honestly quarterbacks with that much uh, recognition on teams like byu they set the tone and if Zach Wilson's playing, he says, I want to be out there for my brothers one last game. He's still a junior. Keep in mind, he still could come back next year. Highly doubt that he does. But him coming back, playing this game, wanting to finish the season strong, uh, says otherwise in terms of this team not being ready to go. I think they need this game. I think they want this game. They want to finish 2020 with a good taste in their mouths. Obviously, that loss to Coastal a couple weeks ago was not the way that you want to go about things if you're BYU. So I think they have... A lot of reasons to show up and play hard here. I like the over as well. I think both teams score. What's the uh, total? It is, uh, I do, it is currently 75. 75. Um, A lot of points, but look, I mean, right now, if I'm going to pick a final score, I could see it somewhere around 45, 35, you know? Yeah. Um, Maybe a little higher than that, but still, we're we're flirting with the over-under with that. But still, my point is, I think that both offenses 
find success here. I think BYU's defense actually throughout the course of the game does enough to slow down UCF to cover that spread. We'll go BYU minus five and a half. Okay, love it. Next up, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Of course it is. That doesn't have a ring to it at all. What is the Mortgage Cure Bowl? Do they like cure you of your mortgage debt? I mean, I think it's just FBC Mortgage is sponsoring the Cure Bowl, but the Cure Bowl doesn't have, you know, that doesn't have a ring to it either. That would be my guess. I don't think it's Mortgage Cure. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's very apt for 2020, the Cure Bowl. Very true. (laughs) Yeah, we could use some of that. Um, We got Liberty going against Coastal Carolina. These teams were supposed to play a few, uh, you know, towards the end of the season. Liberty ended up having to bow out. And that's why Coastal Carolina ended up playing BYU. Uh, so this is a fun matchup. And the line for this game, very similar. I believe Coastal was favored by uh, seven points. In the line right now, we got Coastal minus six. Um, you know, I, I'm basically going to give the same cap that I gave for that game here. Uh, I think that, you know, Liberty is better than we think they are. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina has the cachet and the name recognition right now. Recognition right now. Liberty played a bit of a tougher schedule. They only had one loss, I think, to... Um, oh boy, help me out here, Tyler. Liberty's one loss came to NC State, I think, right? I think so. I'll look it up. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, they really yeah, want NC to... State 15 14. 15 14. Okay, so you know, a lot of offensive firepower here. Liberty's got the transfer quarterback from Auburn, he's done really well there for Hugh Freeze. But the reason why, you know, I think I might last time when we broke down this game tower before it got canceled, I picked Liberty plus seven. I'm going to be changing that. I'm taking Coastal here minus six. And the reason for, is is this. Coastal Carolina wants to finish the season undefeated, be able to claim that national championship UCF style. They can say they're champions. I like them staying undefeated. And the bigger thing here is that I do think Hugh Freeze, his name is being tossed around in all these open job uh, openings. Auburn, you know, uh, some people have been hinting that if Tennessee, you know, there's some new allegations coming out about some infractions uh, for Tennessee. I think he's got his eyes on one of those big jobs, potentially. I don't know that he wants to stay it out at Liberty, and uh, I think that will affect the players' heads here. I think that Coastal is the better team, and now that number is at six instead of seven, I think Coastal wins by a touchdown. I like Coastal Carolina here, minus six. Yeah, I like Coastal as well. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the motivation... And look, I'm not going to repeat your handicap because I agree with a lot of what you just said, but the main points there are they're undefeated. They can... This, is, this could be the biggest year for Coastal Carolina football they ever play. For sure. I guarantee you, max motivation for this last game. They want that undefeated record. And I want to be careful with that because it's not enough just to want it, right? We always say that about teams. They really want to go undefeated. They want this. They want that. Coastal is good enough to beat Liberty by this margin. I think the spread is what it is because Vegas says, look, Coastal is purely a better team. The, the market or sports books or Las Vegas, however you want to phrase it, they don't really get caught in these narratives and things like that. That's why I believe this line is pretty accurate, all things given, you know, being equal. On top of that, Coastal with the motivational edge to get undefeated. I like them in this game. And you mentioned Hugh Freeze. We don't know the, the, the concentration for this game. This is a much bigger game for Coastal than it is for Hugh Freeze or Liberty. Uh, give me Coastal minus the six. I think they have a chance to route Liberty in this game and really make a statement. Love it. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, the last one we are breaking out today, the New Mexico Bowl. We got Hawaii versus Houston. Houston currently a 13-point favorite. Both these teams are kind of offensive teams. They like to score a lot of points. And look, I, we could break down quarterbacks. Uh, we, you know, we know that Houston likes to score a lot, and Hawaii typically does too, especially when they're at home. But that kind of plays into my motivation here. A lot of, of teams... They get the Hawaii Bowl. They get to travel from Idaho out to Hawaii, and it's this beautiful, great trip. 
and you know these Hawaiian, uh, it's it's beautiful there, right? Now, how is it going to be for players that play on Hawaii traveling to New Mexico? That's not exactly the uh, the trip that you want to make a special bowl game. I think that kind of affects them. I think Houston will be much more you know ready uh, for the weather. Um, Hawaii definitely not used to playing in cold weather games. Houston, you know, I'm sure they don't play many cold weather games either. But there's just something about uh, you know the the toughness there. I think I trust Dana Holgorsen here a little bit more. But it's mostly about motivation. I, I think that when the kids from Hawaii hear, oh, we're going to New Mexico, I just think that they're gonna they're not gonna be excited. They're not gonna get up for this game. It is a big number, but I like Houston minus thirteen here. Yeah, that's why it's a thirteen point spread. My God, that's a lot. I want to take Hawaii, but I just don't think they're talented enough. I mean, this is one of the biggest, I think, the one of the games in bowl season with the highest variation. And I could see Utah, or excuse me, uh, Houston winning, I don't know, 40 to 10. Right. But right. I, I could also see Houston winning 24 to 21. I mean, I could see so many different outcomes, but yeah. I think more times than not, Houston drives that score up and keeps on running it up. But I, you mentioned Hawaii's motivation. I don't know how much motivation Houston's going to have. You know, it's not just location. It's not just your current record. It's who you're playing against. And if Houston were playing, let's say, an undefeated Hawaii team, they would, I think, get up. You get max motivation. They're playing the 4-4 four and four Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Yep. Houston themselves is 3-4, and four, but I've just seen so much more talent this year, and I believe in Houston. I believe in what they're doing. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in their conference in the next two, three, four years. So let's take Houston here to, to end the season on uh, on the right note and uh, cover the, th- what is it, 13 and a half? 13, 13 points. although I just saw something. So first of all, this this number opened up from 7.5, so that's, a, that's a, a huge movement. Yeah. Another concerning thing here I'm seeing, I don't know how I missed this, it's the New Mexico Bowl. It's usually played... I believe in Albuquerque, it says it's now being played in Texas. So I don't know if that's COVID related, New Mexico not allowing something like that, whatever stadium. Even more uh, for Houston. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why that line is moving. So, yep, uh, we're both on Houston there, minus 13. All right. Hope you guys like that. Again, hope we have some uh, winners in there. And whatever you guys have coming up these next few days in terms of bowl games, good luck with those. So, And good luck with the NBA tonight. Get some basketball finally starting tonight. So, All right. Uh, there you go. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys are doing your shopping, getting everything done. And uh, we'll talk to you soon on the Sharp Angle Podcast.